Welcome to the Women's Health Wisdom and Wine Podcast, a bi-weekly conversation with practitioners, providers, patients, and healers about complex reproductive medicine and women's health challenges, the value of an integrative approach to these challenges, many of the women's health topics you're already thinking about but uncomfortable talking about, and my personal favorite, wine. I'm your host, Dr. Lorena White, an integrative reproductive medicine and women's health provider, licensed acupuncturist, clinical herbalist, and a former labor support doula in the Washington, D.C. metro area. My goal is to bring women's health-specific evidence and expertise to the forefront of daily health and wellness news through informative conversations. If you have ideas, questions, and specific topics that you would like us to cover in future podcast episodes, please leave them in the comment section or send us an email. To learn more, visit the website at www. LorenaWhite.com. As you enjoy the podcast, conversations, and wine time, please remember that this podcast is not designed to be a substitute or a bona fide relationship with a licensed or certified healthcare professional. In today's episode, I will be talking with Wakia Henry, owner of the Vina Blue Mobile Wine Bar, about all things wine, including assessing wine quality and aging potential with the Blick Analysis appropriate wine pairing, young wine versus mature wine, and what we'll be sipping on during our next episode. Let's take a listen. Probably like the best day of the whole year, the 28th of April, just even has a nice ring to it. I mean, who doesn't fall in love with April 28th? And you know why today is the best day and why today is a great day? Because it's our birthday! (laughs) (laughs) So today we are talking with Miss Wakia Henry of Vino Blue Mobile Wine Bar. And I have to say, she is, besides having the best birthday in the world, and we share the same birthday, she also is probably the only woman I know who loves wine just as much as I do. And so by having a, the same birthday and loving wine, it's almost like we were in the womb together, even though we weren't. <laughs> um, <laughs> because it's just all the things flow, things are natural, things are everything. So we're just going to get started because... These are one of my favorite topics, um, and even as a clinician and talking and doing things with patients, um, I've started making medicinal wines um, precisely because, again, my patients are asking for it, and it's another way to deliver medicines. Uh, however, right now, we're going to just start talking about the real reason why we're really here is the wine. So, Miss Wakia, please tell us how you got started in the wine industry. Well, first, thank you so much for having me on this beautiful podcast. And it's our birthday! It's our birthday! It's our birthday! It's our birthday! <laughs> <laughs> so I shall start with a sip of my wine. <laughs> and I'm going to join you. Hmm. It's already Delicious. a great day. Already right, a great day. Great day. So, well, you know, this is one wine that I'm tasting, or I'm actually, I'm like drinking today. Uh, it's a yes. petite Syrah. It's delicious. Okay. Um, again, thank you, Lorena, for having me. I am so happy to be here. I'm so happy we have the same birthdays. We have so much in common, and we will Absolutely. explore the rest of our lives drinking wine <laughs> together. Hello. Together. Hello. 
<laughs> Love it. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. You're welcome. So talk to me about wh- how you got started in the wine industry and, yeah, where you got your start. Well, so let's see. So I started in the wine industry. I've been involved for about a good, I would say, five years now. Um, and okay. it all kind of evolved from me having this love for wine. Um, and so I started doing it as a hobby, casual drinking, visiting all the wineries with my boo, um, <laughs> and it just enjoying wine. And I started to explore a little bit more, thinking like, you know, wine actually has some type of history in this glass, mm-hmm. you know. So yes. um, it, it got me intrigued. And so I started exploring and I started developing um, a love for learning about wine, learning the knowledge yeah. of wine. And so I started studying it. And then mm-hmm. I said, hey, I am a woman who will wish to have her own business. So mm-hmm. I married the two, this love and hobby for wine, and then this desire to have my own business. And here I am today. I'm loving serving wine, and I'm making money from it. <laughs> yes. And isn't that the, like the definition of passion, something you're Absolutely. good at, something you love doing, something that helps people, and something you make money off of? Isn't that the definition Absolutely. of passion? So Perfect marriage. I love that you married <laughs> your vision to make it a, not just a job, but like a passion and, you know, a mission that you're going to, you know, help educate and enjoy yourself while doing it. I love it. Absolutely. So. Now, Vino Blue definitely has a special place in my heart, in my goblets, and all the other places. When we had our grand opening, you were the finale in terms of having the mobile wine bar in our practice, and it was a hit. I loved the setup. I loved what it looked like. It definitely was a draw the last day of our grand opening, and again, everyone was asking for it. I was like, we cannot set up a mobile wine bar every day. This isn't happy hour every day, every Friday. They're like, well, you could do it once a month. My thing is, um, no, because that means I have to be responsible for all y'all after when y'all get lit after the, um, the end of the week. And that included me. But anyhow, um, I wanted, yes, I was like, so that's just not going to happen every week. Um, However, now I'm thinking about it. I was like, it would be nice to have this a little bit more often than we do. So I am going to figure out how we're going to get you back in here in the in the flow. But this is how we're starting. Um, So talk to me about Vino Blue, how you came up with the name, how the business, again, just kind of went from an idea conception in your head something that it was just like an idea, a concept. Talk to me how it went from that to a full-blown business. Well, again, um, Lorena, I want to thank you for inviting me to host your event. Um, you yes. were actually my very first intimate setting event. Um, so nice. it, was really, it was really nice. It was interesting. The, the, the setting was beautiful. The ambiance was wonderful already. So all I did was just added, you know, the bar and the people, luckily the people enjoyed it. So thank you for having me there as well. So Vino Blue is pretty much birthed from, you know, kind of piggybacking off of my uh, exploring the wine field uh, industry. It kind of evolved from me having, again, this love and desire to serve people. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, also this, you know, wanting to have my own business, you know, as a black yeah. woman, you know, especially in these days and times, it's very good to have multiple streams of income. 
And owning my own business was definitely something that I always desired to do. Um, and then I found my niche. My niche was wine. Um, I get excited about wine. And so I decided, hey, why not create a business where I can enjoy wine, enjoy serving people, right? And then present them with something new, a, a woman of color that's coming into this industry. Um, and that's how it came about. So Vino Blue is basically um, what we call a mobile wine bar service. And so this ultimately will develop or become a actual physical wine bar, a brick and mortar. Um, but for okay. now, my business will also stem into just doing mobile services where I come into your mm-hmm. home, into your business, and I actually set up a portable bar. And we actually have wine tenders is what I call them. We come in, we yes. serve the wine, we, we select the wine if that's what you prefer. Um, using my mm-hmm. skills with, um, you know, deciding which wine would go perfect for your event. And, we just and let me tell you, let me, let me just interrupt. Like, sure. I wish you could have the visual, but the visual is nothing like you've ever seen before. When I walked back into the practice after they had finished setting up, first of all, I was like, I don't know how they're going to do this in here, (laughs) but she said she could, she saw the space. She said she could do it. And Mm -hmm. I was between seeing patients and my day and she was setting up. I mean, it was seamless. It went from nothing to what I thought was the most amazing setup ever. And I was like, I want it, I want to live here because this is beautiful. Absolutely. And the next day when the charcuterie boards <laughs> and all the things and the cheeses and the, I was like, oh my goodness, it, it changed everything. I fought, forgot that I was even in my own practice yeah. and I felt that I was fine dining in a restaurant or at a jazz lounge or a, just a beautiful place that just brought me so, oh, so much serenity and so much peace. So, um, and just entertainment as well. So it was, it was fantastic. I wish everyone Thank could see you. it. I think I might even try to attach some pictures so people can, can see Thank the you. actual, what the bar looks like, but anyhow, uh, continue. Thank you. Thank you. Because you saying that actually fulfilled our mission because what we try to do is actually change the entire scenery and create an actual mm-hmm. wine bar in your location. Like yes. really, you don't have to go to a wine bar. We can bring the wine bar straight to you. So that's yes. what we try to do. So I'm so happy that that was fulfilled uh, when we did come into your establishment, you know. Yes, mission um, accomplished. Far so, exceeded what I anticipated. I will, Far exceeded what I what I dreamt about. It was perfect. Absolutely. So that's great. So tell us so, about Vino Blue. Um, so so basically, if you, you're looking to have, you know, you have an event or a party or, you know, we do corporate parties. Um, large parties, small parties, private parties. Uh, we are. We will even venture off into maybe a small dinner party where you may have guests over and you want to serve wine. You know, you want to like be fancy and kind of show yeah. off and have your service come to your dinner party. You have your you nice fancy. Yeah, <laughs> yes. we will come into your home and we will serve the wine to your guests um, at your dinner party. So we do, you know, basically a varied of events for you. Um, the idea is to kind of come in and transform your whatever into a mm-hmm. wine bar. And we bring the elegance and we bring the ambiance and we bring. Yes. And we and we have food. You the know, class. We, yes. Absolutely. And if you if say you want to have a light, a light brunch with your, your friends or whatever, you don't know what foods to pick. We offer a great, beautiful chicotery spread. 
that would go perfectly yes. with the wines that we select. And so we bring the whole nine to your event. So um, whenever, you know, you have an event or you just don't know how to do it, let's do classy. They call Vino yes. Blue. <laughs> yes. Well, I think even the name Vino Blue has a lot of personal significance for you. Mm-hmm. It's not just, I mean, we all know Vino, um, whether if you speak Spanish or any other language, everyone, I think, pretty much identifies with the word Vino, Vino. Um, but let's talk about the blue aspect and what that um, means to you and how you personalize that in terms of the actual name and the branding. Thank you for asking. So yes, Vino Blue does have meaning behind it. So when I was starting this venture or trying to name my business, um, I wanted to kind of be distinguished on how um, a black woman comes into the industry. So my first thought was, you know, I wanted to represent blackness. Um, mm-hmm. And so black was actually a name I was toying with. Then I thought about, you know, blue. Blue sounds very sexy to me. So mm-hmm. the blue actually represents just my, my skin color, my complexion, my, yes. my glow, you know. And I have on blue today. So Vino yes. Blue represents a, a beautiful black woman in the wine industry. And, Say it um, again, girl. Say it again. Say it again for the people the black. <laughs> yes. 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 I love so, it. I love it. Yes. That's how the name came about. Um, and also, I have a little, you know, I have my uncle. I have a little funny story behind it. And my uncle, back in the day, you know, um, in the country, so more so, you used to call real dark chocolate girls blue, mm-hmm. right? Blue. So, mm-hmm. blue. And so, uh, my uncle used to call me Blue B. <laughs> okay, okay. So, yes. so I, I really, he passed away. He was my favorite uncle. So that yeah. name, Blue, really stuck to me. And I just wanted to, like, incorporate that into my wine business name. And so yeah. that's how we came up with Vino Blue. <laughs> I love it. I love it. it. That that just in and of itself is so poignant and so powerful and empowering yeah. because oftentimes when we come into the scene, it's not just a black woman, but your hue, your tint, your shade, Absolutely. the lack of melanin Absolutely. becomes a dividing factor or sometimes it can be Absolutely. a negative or a positive. It can be looked at Absolutely. as exotic or otherwise. Yeah. And I love the fact that you own that and not just celebrate it a part of your business, but you celebrated yeah. it. Yes, celebrate it's a celebration. It's I'll a celebration. Celebrate <laughs> yes. We're all beautiful because black women, you know. Yes. So I just want to, you know, celebrate, you know, the, the darker skinned women as well. But I, all of us are beautiful. We have so diff, so many different tones and colors and hues and shades oh, and hues. Yes. Undertones, reds and yellows and blues. Yeah, don't get me started. Don't get me started. <laughs> it is truly a celebration. Celebration of black women. I love this. I love yeah, this. So that, that blue represents just the blackness all around you know just yes. not the dark but all shades of black women you know I love we're, we're beautifully blue <laughs> beautifully blue I'm gonna use that definitely gonna use it Absolutely. so let's get to the wine let's get to yes. the wine how yes. do you determine if a wine is a good quality because there are so many different wines if you go into any liquor store any even any wine store there's just so many And some of you know, some of you may not know, but I was an amateur sommelier when I was in grad school. That was my job. That's how I got involved with wine. And I began tasting and loving and realizing that there's more to it as I got educated than just 
you know, pouring, you know, some wine in a glass. It was like you talked about that richness, the smells, the undertones, the history. And I, again, another thing that I fell in love with pretty much just as much as I love my job and women's health, but wine was that thing that spoke to me, not just on a libation level, but on the level of, wow, this is just, this is doing something different to me. Um, And just that whole ceremonial aspect of opening and popping the cork and pouring it in your glass and letting it sit and just letting it open up. Like all those things, it's it's sexy. Drink to that. (laughs) Yeah. Not that we need any extra encouragement, yeah. but but it's just all of it. Like wine is, like you just said it, I think wine is sexy. And yeah. it definitely, as I maybe drink or however, it just gives me that sense of maybe a little bit more freedom and sexiness yeah. along with it. Yeah. Because just the pour, the taste, the feel, the ambiance, the ceremonial aspects is just it's it's beautiful yeah so how do you determine if a wine is of good quality because I know some people will walk into a wine store and they pick the cheapest some people pick the most expensive and yeah. I know things that I have found that just because it's expensive doesn't mean it's good that's so true. And just because it's cheap doesn't mean it's bad so, so talk true. to us about how you choose a good a good a great wine absolutely um so we have that wine thing in common you and I that's why we're like yes yeah. <laughs> It's just too much. (laughs) You know, so there's a basic rule, you know, when you're studying wine and learn about wine that we go by. There's a a ranking system. And I think that this Mm -hmm. is a good rule of law when you start to really drink wine. Um, You may not know this initially, but when you do pick up that bottle of wine, the price doesn't really matter. So when you do pick up that bottle of wine, you want to look for what we call the BLIC. It's called the BLIC acronym. We look for the balance. Mm -hmm. The length length of the wine, the intensity of the wine, and then we look for the complexity of the wine. And if I may, let let me just briefly describe Blick. Okay. If you you find these things in your wine, then you know that you've opened up and have tasted a great bottle of wine. So we look for balance. And basically, when you're drinking wine, you want to see if there are any elements of that wine that overpowers the other. It's Mm -hmm. out of balance. Is it too much alcohol? Is all I'm tasting is alcohol? Am I not tasting the fruit of the wine? You know, mm. is it too high in tannins where I can't even enjoy it? It's like drying my mouth out. I feel like I'm in the Sahara Desert. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you look for those, like you want to have wine that is like balanced all around. Like that sexy evenness of like, ooh, tannins are good. Ooh, alcohol ooh. is good. Ooh, I can ooh. taste the fruit. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> Oh my goodness. These are the things that I think about when I drink. Oh my goodness. You're, we're, we're just too much. It's too much. Keep going. Keep going. Cause I'm excited. <laughs> and then we look for the length of the wine, right? That's the yeah. L in Blick. And so remember Blick. Now when we drink our wine, we drink it. We swallow. And then we wait. Am I still tasting that wine in my mouth? Is it still like talking to me? Mm. Is it still mm. saying something to me? Can I still yes. taste that fruity flavor? Can I still taste yes. something on my tongue? Oh, it's still yes. there. Yes, that's lint. Yes. So we want to keep yes. that lint. That keep. is another element of a really quality good wine. Now you and may just have you'll wine. remember. Yeah, You'll remember that length because that had so much sexual in the innuendo. Yes. If you didn't pick up on that, yes. it was length, <laughs> length. 
that was what the L stood the for. Length. The length. Just keep that in mind. You'll you'll thank us later. It's still there. It's still lingering. <laughs> it's still lingering. There you go. <laughs> and so this is gonna go to the eye, the intensity of the wine. Now, who wants something that's not intense? Come on now, we are Tauruses in here. So listen, Hello. When we when we get this wine, we're looking for two things in the wine. Did you lose me? I think we did just a little bit. We might have to count down. Something went okay. Right? We stopped uh -oh. right before I. So I think you're gone. But uh -oh. I don't know where you're gone to. I don't know where I'm gone. I just see I'm gone too. But just no worries. It's a pause. We'll pause okay. here. No, no, don't keep going. Okay. Get the camera back up first because I can see it's. Did your phone die? My phone. Um, maybe my. Well, it didn't hand. die because I can hear you. I'm on my computer. Um, okay. Oh, maybe you didn't. Did you bump the um, the um, whatchamacallit? Did you bump the cord or something? Or yeah, the cord or something that's no, connected to it's, your it's far camera. away from me. Um. Maybe my head. Can you you can still hear me, right? Oh, I can hear you perfectly. So my the, your sound never is still working. But I can see you on the sidebar that the camera is gone. I can see that too. What am I doing? <clears throat> Why is it gone? Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see this time. Uh, I don't even know how to get it back on there. Um, should I? What should I do? Okay, you know what? You know what? Just keep oh, it this way. I can oh, wait, see hold where on. it says the camera is off, too. Let me see if I can just click that back on. Okay. Because my thing is, we'll just, even though oh. the visual is actually really good. That's so crazy. I just did that. Something went wrong. Okay. I'm just going to, what we can do is that we'll just not have any more visual for each other, which I'll okay. miss, but I can still hear your voice. And okay. that's the most important thing, I think, for right now. Um, and I'll count down until the next part. And you were at I, so we'll just start from <laughs> I. the I. Okay. I. All right. I, okay. Um, you sure you can't get the camera back on? Cause I'm going to count down now. Yeah. Um, let's see. An able camera. Cause it just went away. I don't know why it went away. Uh, it says enable camera. Huh. That's so crazy. Cause I don't even know why I went away either. I'm I'm okay. not close enough to bump it, so Right. Well you I can your audio is still perfect. We're just gonna capitalize on that. Okay. All right. And you'll can you see me? I see you perfectly. There was okay, one so moment yeah. where you spooled out, so I was like, uh then you came back. So but now you're yeah, I, you have a missed a beat. I don't know what's going on with mine. Okay, no worries. We're just going to, you'll just vibe Sorry. off of my expressions okay. and everything else and okay. keep the energy up. So I'm going to count down from five one more time and we'll pick up with your same energy at the letter I. I. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Five, four, three, two, one. And then you have the I of the wine. I is intensity. Now, who wants a wine without some intensity, right? So what I we love looking it. for. And, and I, we're looking for the nose and the mouth. So we're looking for how much of this wine can we smell and how mm. far of a distance can we smell it? If we can okay. smell it the farther away, then that wine is intense. If we have to put our nose inside of it, uh, probably not a good quality wine. 
but we can okay. hold it far a little way and we can smell those aromas coming out of that wine. That's mm-hmm. good intensity, intensity of a wine. And then when we have it and we place it on our palate, oh my yes. God. What Woo! we're looking for <laughs> is we're looking for those wines to just burst out in our mouth, like the fruit flavor, we could taste it enough. And it makes you want to just do the wiggle. Like the wiggle. wine makes you do the wiggle. <laughs> yes. Wine makes then, me wiggle. <laughs> yes. That's, that's intense. <laughs> that's intensity. I don't think I'll drink to that. I'll drink to that too. I'll join you. <laughs> Beautiful. Absolutely. The last we have is the complexity, right? Okay. So what we're looking for with complexity is how many notes can you pull out of that wine, right? So okay. if you can look at this wine and it reminds you of like, oh, grapes. And I'm sorry, not grapes because wines are grapes. But it reminds you of like blackberries, mm-hmm. cherries, ooh, strawberries. Right. Ooh, I can smell a little peach. Oh, is it some oak toastiness in this wine? Mm. However many characters that you can actually pull out of that wine, even if you're just, you know, a novice drinker and you're drinking that yeah. wine and it kind of brings you back to something familiar. Right. How many things can you de- depict from that wine? That lets you know that that wine is complex, you know? And so the more complex this wine is, then, hey, we're dealing with some quality wine. We want okay. to keep that bottle and buy it over again. And keep that in high supply. <laughs> keep that in ready demand. And you know, one thing I always like to also depict when I'm drinking wine is that wine age worthy. Yes. If I can find a good age worthy wine, you know, that I can, you know, possibly drink now, but also maybe decant it, air it out, and then I can also age it, sit it, sit it away somewhere nice and, and quiet and dark. And then, yes. hey, I love it. Wonderful. Well, you mentioned two terms as you were discussing the Blick um, that I want to make sure our listeners understand. You mentioned the word tannins. So talk to me about what are tannins? What does that mean? What does that translate into when you're actually sipping? Absolutely. So tannins are basically um, in your red grapes. Um, And so it's the skin of the grape that actually contributes to the tanning of the wine. And what happens is, it's like you're eating a regular, um, you know, store-bought grape. If you peel the skin off of that grape and only eat the skin, you're going to get that very dry sensation to your mouth. And that exactly is what's happening when we're making our grapes. We're pressing the grape with the skin on it, and all of that um, that tanny flavors that coming from that skin is going to go into that grape. And what it does, it gives you a sensation of drying. It's kind of grippy. But let me tell you, a nice, grippy, tanning, blue, dark grape wine, oh my God, it's the best, okay? I love a good tanning wine. It just really does something good for a bold wine. So I love Okay. And the grippier, the better. All right, I love it. I love it. All right, so another another episode, another terminology that a term that you use was decant. And I have probably a decanter for every wine that I have because I think, again, they're ceremonial. They're beautiful. I think they're decorative. I love using them. But a lot of my friends even ask me, why do you put your wine in that after it comes out of the bottle? So can you talk to us about what decanting does, what a decanter is, and why is it important to your wine experience? 
Look, I'm feeling way too sexy when we talk oh, about Oh, yeah. Isn't it a sexy okay. word? <laughs> something sexy about hearing that wine pour down that decanter yes. and it's just like, it's airing that wine out and so you get all of those great, robust flavors into it. So that's basically what a decanter does, right? So they have all beautiful types of decanters, like Beautiful, sexy shapes and colors, and we're very, we're very sensual with Tarsus. Sen- yes, right back at it. Sensual is one of the words. I'd have to agree with you there. Yes. yes. <laughs> the canteen, you know, they have all types of decanters. Um, so, and then if you don't have a decanter handy, I just happen to have an aerator. So, what it does. Pretty much the same thing, but just more of a quicker pour. You just put this on the edge of your in the um, in your wine bottle, and what happens? It allows the wine to kind of do like a motion inside this that airs your wine out, and you're mostly decanting um, your red bold wines, and some of the wines are kind of older um, that has probably been sitting and aging in barrels or in the bottle for a long time. It allows the wine to kind of breathe. Yes. And then once it gives it that breath of fresh air that pulls from the, you know, the, the sky or the, wherever you are, it allows for those beautiful flavors and aromas and fruitiness to come into your wine. So that's why we decant. Decant is one. It's a beautiful word. But again, if you have a decant, just get one of these bags. And tell everybody, where did, and, it's an aerator, and where did they get the aerator? It's an aerator. And you kind of like, you know, just stick it into your bottle, if you can yep. see this. And it allows that opening of the wine. It gives it a, the breathing air type thing as well. So, yeah, decanting is more Excellent. For, you know, for, for really bold and aged wines or, you know. And then it allows you to um, remove the sediment that kind of comes from wines when they age in okay. barrels. You have that little sediment at the bottom. When you decant it. It allows you to just remove that that part of the wine, so you're not excellent. Drinking. But and it's all wine is all good in all shapes and forms. You mentioned again, even as we're talking, you mentioned aged and age worthy. So, what makes a wine age worthy? So, age worthy wines. So, I'm sure we all have heard of like these wines that have aged for yes. years and years. Sometimes you actually hear stories where people find wines like in yes. that are it's like, oh my God. I would so, love that experience, by the way. Like I would actually probably die if I found, if somebody yeah. would either get that, oh, I would die. I would absolutely die. I probably would die before I got a chance to drink it. I would be so excited. <laughs> exactly. And that's the beauty of yes. wine, right? That's so intriguing that a bottle of wine can last for centuries and you can still drink oh. it, right? So when we're talking about aged wine, you know, we want to make sure, and, and there are certain certain characters of a wine that determines whether it's age-worthy. Okay. Um, all wines are not age-worthy. All wines are not meant to be age-worthy, okay. right? Some wines we want to drink. Right now, like right, right now. now. <laughs> not now, but right now. The only ones that I don't drink right away are the ones that people gift me and I'm like, okay, I'll wait for that special occasion. But I sit there looking at it like, when is that special occasion coming? Because that bottle needs to get cracking, get open, get popping. Exactly. 
<laughs> so go ahead, continue. So the third thing is characterization look for in a wine that determines whether it's age worthy is that one we just talked about the yes. tannins, right? We just, you know, whatever the tannins. We want a wine that has good amount of tannins in it that keeps the wine, right? And then another thing is, is it intense? We kind of went over the intensity of a wine where we have those bold flavors and aromas in a wine where if it sits, it doesn't fade right. away. You know what I mean? So those flavors have to be intense in a wine. And then secondly, or thirdly, we want to make sure it has enough alcohol to sustain it. So a high alcohol wine, even a high acid wine, because you have some white wines that are age-worthy if they're high in acid. Because it's all those characters that can hold that wine together for many years. For the long years. haul, yes. Yeah, and when you finally open it, and it's, it is aged in that oak for a long time, and you finally open it, all those flavors kind of marry together and blossom in your mouth, and it's just wonderful. Girl, girl. This is this wine talk. Yes. Wine talk. It's just beautiful. Like I just, it's so much imagery. So much imagery. Yes. So much imagery. So we've yeah. talked about aged wines, and we before we talked yeah. about the cost of wines, and that just because it costs a lot doesn't mean it's great, and just because it's less expensive doesn't mean it's not great. So yes. can you get a great bottle of wine for a reasonable price? And what is, what is a reasonable price? Absolutely. So a reasonable price is whatever they have on the label that you can afford. <laughs> Keep it real. Keep it real. <laughs> whatever you can afford is reasonable. Okay. You know, and yeah, it varies, you know. So I think I mentioned before that what drives up the price of wine basically is what people are willing to pay okay. for. I guess it's like anything, yeah. you know what I mean, in this world, you know. If people are willing to pay a million dollars for a bottle of wine, then they're going to put that bottle on the market for a million dollars. But it doesn't necessarily mean that that wine doesn't, you know, a, a less expensive wine doesn't have great characters and flavors right. and aromas. You know, so my my strategy is just to keep tasting. Taste whatever price bottle that you yep. want to taste. And if you get if you come across a wine that's maybe not as expensive, think about Blick, the quality that I've kind of outlined. Yes. And then you determine yourself, is this a great quality wine regardless of yep. the price, right? So definitely, you know, just keep tasting. I've gone to several wine tastings. I've gone to several wine parties. I've hosted several wine parties. And even when I was a doing my sommelier as an amateur, that's when I realized yeah. these people are thinking are, are paying for these, you know, $80, $90 bottle of wines. And these are the worst ones. These aren't even that good. Yeah. Yeah, but absolutely. that $12 bottle over there not getting any love, that's the one I want to take home because yeah, it's delicious. Yeah. It's delicious. There are some hidden gems out there. If you really, you know, start tasting and, and find one, then you are yes. made. So definitely don't look at the price as much. You know, there are certain things that they kind of price out, whether the wine is a rarity. Meaning, did the maker only make a certain amount of right. bottles of this, right? right? That would drive the price up. And then you look at how much have this wine yeah. aged. Really old wines tend to be fairly expensive. Right. You know what I mean? Because they've aged for so long and it's like, you know, you're not going to find this bottle anywhere right. else. And so that can drive the price up. And then also, just like any name brand, anything, the maker, 
Right. You know, if you have a known maker that has, has a reputable, you know, um, reputation for making yeah. wines, they're going to drive that wine price up. So those things that you do, but it does not determine the quality. All right. Of the wine. I like bring that home. So how do you determine which wines, if you are bringing this experience of the Vino Blue Wine Bar to someone's home or their business, their practice, or whatever venue you are invited, how do you determine which wines to select or recommend for your clientele? Absolutely. So certain things that I, I ask my clients. The number one thing is yeah. preference, you know. Um, and then I want to look to see what type of climate we're going to have at okay. this event. But my first question is, you know, what do you prefer? Do you prefer reds or whites? Do you prefer sweet or dry? You know what I mean? So I look for those things and, and, and try to match their palate already. And then give them something a little different to, talk, to sip on. And if we're looking for a party that's outdoors or it's yeah. hot, you know, I want to get more refreshing white wines for their guests because it's outdoors. Or if we're looking for an indoor party and maybe it's a little cool, you know, we'll, we'll go with more, you know, maybe mule wines or anything that kind of match the setting. And then I also look at what type of foods we're going to be serving there, you know, and try to match it a little bit with the foods. but. Personally, I'm the type of person, I actually drink wine without food. I don't need any food to drink wine. And that's why, and that's why, that's why you're my girl. Who needs food when you got a full bottle or two or three? It doesn't, wine sometimes doesn't need an accompaniment. Wine can, is a standalone meal. I love it. I love it. I see. This is why you're here because you you just get you just get the vibe. You already get the vibe. You get the vibe. I mean, you have to eat. I mean, we'll find something. I mean, I can always eat, but <laughs> but we don't have to. It doesn't have to be preempted by not not drinking. It doesn't have to be preempted by not having any food. I'll be drinking while you're getting that food ready. <laughs> All right. So speaking of food, how do you pair wine with food? I know a lot of people ask me, don't you have wine with fish or white wine with fish and red wine with beef or pork? And I know there's some rules and regulations and I know what I do in my household and with my guests. But how do you recommend pairing wine with food? So the golden rule um, when it comes to pairing wine with food, and it just simplifies things a little bit. So what grows together, goes together. Mm. That is the terminology we use in the wine industry. So basically, if you're having a nice Italian dish, maybe you want to pair it with a nice Italian wine. You know, those grapes are growing in that region, and then there are their crops, you know what I mean, are also grown in that region. It makes sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, if you want to have a spicy dish, maybe you want to, you know, go with maybe a nice chili mm -hmm. wine, you know, but I try to simplify even further, you know, I go with the heavier the dish, the heavier right. the wine, the lighter the dish, the lighter the, wine. the, lighter the okay. wine, the sweeter the dish, the sweeter the wine. And I just try to go with those simple terminologies to kind of help me. You know, okay. So. I like the I like yes, that right. simplification. I really yeah. do. That makes things a lot easier to process and to kind of make that connection yeah. in real time. That really makes sense. 
So for those who are in the beginning of their wine journey in terms of determining what they like, their preferences, someone who may not be seasoned, but they want to start their wine experience and fall in love like we have, tell us how what resources are available to start that wine journey. Talk to us about one where one can get started, what you can read, what literature is there, or what resources you overall recommend for someone who's interested in learning more about wine. Absolutely. And so before I start, I just wanted to just let you know that we have this nice bottle of wine here. Uh, We'll be talking about that straight after I finish. Okay. But to answer your question, yes, absolutely. There are so many resources out there for wines. Um, And if you definitely want to learn about wine, maybe you don't want to get so deep, but just want to know what you're drinking. Yeah. Um, You know, don't start like me. When I first started wine, I kind of just dived right in and I, I think I went to like the highest level of wine possible and I flopped. And so I had no idea what they were talking about. I was like, how do you smell that in that wine? And do you smell that in that wine? You smell, oh, how old was it? I had no idea. So, right. you know, the people in the class were like, maybe you should start from the beginning. I'm like, so what is the beginning? So um, it was a nice trip to Canada, but absolutely I had no idea what I was doing. So right. I ended up. Um, so there are like a lot of schools, you know, you can attend in the DC area. There's this great school called, um, Capital Wine School. Okay. That's where I've been attending my classes and I've been learning so much. They have great teachers and great instructors. You get to taste wine in every class. You can definitely start there. You know, there are plenty of books to read. And so when I started this journey, I had no idea that there was so much to learn about wine. Right. Um, as a matter of fact, as I began to learn more and more about it, you know, I think they compare it to actually law school. That's just how intense the study of wine is. Absolutely. Um, and so I was, I would recommend if anyone is interested in just, even if they just want to know a little bit, you know, just start doing your research, pull some books. The Wine Bible is a very excellent book to actually start with. Yes, um, I have that book in my collection as, as a matter of fact. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think her, the author is like Karen McCullen. Yeah. Um, she, I mean, she did a great um, job at giving great descriptions of the tour, the regions, the wines. She has like a list of recommended wines um, for each region. So the book is absolutely wonderful. And mm-hmm. I actually um, sent her a note where she responded but i said i felt like i was walking through the fields of the vineyards when i was reading her oh. book. So just thinking about really, that is amazing just thinking oh about walking God. through a vineyard and, uh, of everything yeah so there's definitely a good book to start but there are millions of books out there related to wine so definitely you know do your research you know take a, a simple introduction to wine class yes Um, And those are even free. You can get those at any, pretty much at any Total Wine store. They usually have a, yeah. Total Wine has classes as well. So there's so many different resources out there that you can kind of delve into when it pertains to wine. Absolutely. Perfect. Perfect. So I want everyone to know that Wakia is now going to be a regular on this podcast. And after our guests speak, she will be doing the It's One O'Clock with Vino Blue segment at the end of each podcast. So we are going to be talking about wine every episode from here 
evermore. And again, she's going to introduce the wine for next podcast so that you can find a place. One, you have time to purchase it. You can be sipping with us during the podcast. And next week or next podcast episode, she'll be able to talk you through the wine, the pairing, all the details so that you'll see how this is done in real time from a professional. So talk to us about the wine that you're going to introduce for the following podcast, the subsequent podcast, and just give us a little bit of history where we can find it and what makes it special and unique. Well, thank you. This is the most exciting part of the segment, isn't it? We get to actually taste wine together. Absolutely. So the bottles that I'm going to be presenting to you all are bottles that I have not tasted myself because I want to journey through these tasting notes with you. Um, so what we've decided to do, thanks to Lori and her brilliant mind, is that we're going to introduce the wine and then give you time to go and purchase the wine. All the wines that I will be selecting is going to be accessible to you at a Total Wine store, and I hope there's one near you. They're everywhere. So I will be picking a wine for us to taste the following week. And so next, for the next um, segment that we would have, we're going to be tasting a Shiraz. And this Shiraz, Shiraz has become one of my favorite grapes. Um, I would say it was, it's in my top five, maybe. Um, and Shiraz is a very small, dark-skinned grape um, in that it, right, it takes warm climates to ripen. And it's one of my favorite because it has those deep, dark, blackberry um, notes to it. The black of the berry, the sweet of the juice. Yes, you get your, your dark blackberry, your, your dark blueberry, <laughs> your black currants. Oh, yes. I love it. I love it. And um, this region is one of the top regions for actually growing this grape. So when I, as I said before, when I pick wines, I look for grapes that do well in those regions and so Shiraz does very well in Barossa, Australia okay. and so I've had several um, versions of this Shiraz um, wine from different makers. I have not been disappointed yet. Okay. Um, so what we're going to look for when we do taste this wine together, we're going to see if this wine has those really dark deep fruit flavors mm -hmm. um, like your black, your black fruits. We're going to see if it has a little bit of spice to it. You know, um, and then if we're lucky, we may have even a hint of chocolate Ooh. because of the oak aging of the wine. So next um, pair, we're going to look for this brand. All right. It looks like Rubis Syrahs. Okay. Yeah. Love it. All right. I'm going to put that in the show notes so that everyone can make sure they're getting the right Absolutely. bottle. I hope you can see this. Yep. It looks great. And then we will taste it together. I also want to um, introduce you guys when tasting your wine, if you need to eat, like we said before. <laughs> yes. Sometimes you don't want a full meal. I'm a type of person, I drink wine whenever. I don't need a meal. But sometimes you just want something to snack on. So we, we're going to make our own small little chicotterie boards. So I'm going to recommend that when we do come back together, to taste this nice bottle of Shiraz, that you create a chicory board. And you can have your smoked cheese, because mm -hmm. we're thinking of a bold wine, so we want bold flavors, remember? Um, so we're gonna have maybe some smoked cheddar cheese or smoked, um, you know, apple wood cheese. Okay. That's what I'm gonna probably present. 
Maybe we can have, you know, some grapes, of course. Grapes go well with every wine. Yes. Um, we can have some salami. You okay. can pick your version of salami that you want to add to your board. Some nice salty crackers because we're going to get that salty with those bold wines. And then we're going to mix it with the cheese. And, you know, whatever you feel like will go good with a nice bold wine. And then we're going to compare. We're going to look at our board and say, okay, let's just try and sample everything and see how it goes. And we're going to have some fun exploring this bottle of wine and our recovery board. I love it. See, this is automatically just so, I'm all excited because now I'm preparing my charcuterie board in my head. Yes. I'm looking forward to it. I'm read, I'm already reveling in the experience because this is, again, one of the things that brings me joy and I'm looking forward to it. So we're getting to the, the last question of the day, the last moments. So what parting words of wisdom do you have for our listeners about any aspect of wine or any aspect of being Wakia? Oh, absolutely. Thank you for asking me this. So I like to keep things simplified when it comes to just life. And because we have so many other things that we have to deal with on a daily basis. Um, so my, my words of wisdom would be to you is just live and let live. Live and let live. And that's simple enough for me. Enjoy life. Let others be who they are. And just live to the fullest. <laughs> that's simple it's beautiful and i love i love just the general nature of that and over a nice glass of wine what what a wonderful way to end things so without any further ado happy birthday sis happy birthday sis cheers to you cheers to another cycle of life another year another turn around the sun all those things happy born day and yes. salud salud <laughs> All right. We'll see you soon. Thank and you. thanks so much for joining us today. All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you, Wakia, for providing us with another opportunity to wind down together. Take a look at the show notes for more information about today's guest, links to the website, contact information, and social media channels. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today. Think about one gem you can take away from this episode and apply it to your own life. Also, please take a moment to like the episode, subscribe to the channel, comment, and share with your family, friends, and colleagues. Till we meet again, remember to nourish your flourish and see you real soon. Salud! <laughs>